Part Nine of Adaptation by Mac Reynolds. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part Nine. Down the long palace corridor strode Barry Watson, Dick Hawkins, Nat Roberts, the aging Reef, and his son Toller, now in the prime of manhood. Their faces were equally wan from long hours without sleep. Half a dozen Toulon infantrymen brought up their rear. As they passed security police guards, to left and right, eyes took in their weapons, openly carried. But such eyes shifted, and the guards remained at their posts. Only one sergeant opened his mouth in protest. "'Sir,' he said to Watson, hesitantly, "'you are entering Number One's presence armed.' "'Shut up,' Nat Roberts rapped at him. Reef said, "'That will be all, sergeant.' The security police sergeant looked emptily after them as they progressed down the corridor. Together Watson and Reef motioned aside the two Tuland soldiers who stood before the door of their destination and pushed inward without knocking. Joe Chessman looked up wearily from his map and dispatch-laden desk. For a moment his hand went to the heavy military revolver at his right, but when he realized the identity of his callers it fell away. "'What's up now?' he said, his voice on the verge of cracking. Watson acted as spokesperson. "'It's everywhere the same. The communes are on the fine edge of revolt. They've been pushed too far. They've got to the point where they just don't give a damn. A spark and all Texcoco goes up in flames. Reef said coldly, We need immediate reforms. They've got to be pacified. An immediate announcement of more consumer goods, fewer state taxes, above all a relaxation of security police pressures. Given immediate promise of these, we might maintain ourselves. Joe Chessman's sullen face was twitching at the right corner of his mouth. Young Toller made no attempt to disguise his contempt at the other's weakness in time of stress. Chessman's eyes went around the half-circle of them. "'This is the only alternative. It'll slow up our heavy industry program. We might not catch up with Genoa as quickly as planned.' Watson gestured with a hand in quick irritation. "'Look here, Chessman. Don't we get through to you?' Whether or not we build up steel capacity as large as Amshell Mayors isn't important now. Everything's at stake. Don't talk to me that way, Barry, Chessman growled truculently. I'll make the decisions. I'll do the thinking. He said to Reef, How much of the Tulan army is loyal? The aging Tulan looked at Watson before turning back to Joe Chessman. All of the Tulan army is loyal to me. "'Good!' Chessman pushed some of the dispatches on his desk aside, letting them flutter to the floor. He bared a field map. "'If we crush half a dozen of the local communes, crush them hard, then the others—' Watson said very slowly, and so lowly as hardly to be heard. "'You don't bother to listen, Chessman. We told you. All that's needed is a spark.' Joe Chessman sat back in his chair, looked at them all again, one by one, reevaluating. For a moment the facial tick stopped, and his eyes held old alertness. "'I see,' he said. 
And you all recommend capitulation to their demands? It's our only chance, Hawking said. We don't even know it'll work. There's always a chance if we throw them a few crumbs they'll want the whole loaf. You've got to remember that some of them have been living for twenty-five years or more under this pressure. The valve is about to blow. I see, Chessman grunted. And what else? I can see in your faces there's something else. The three Earthmen didn't answer. Their eyes shifted. He looked to young Toller and then to Reef. What else? We need a scapegoat, Reef said without expression. Joe Chessman thought about that. He looked to Barry Watson again. Watson said, The whole Texcocan state is about to topple. Not only do we have to give them immediate reform, but we're going to have to blame the past hardships and mistakes on somebody. Somebody has to take the rap, be thrown to the wolves. If not, maybe we'll all wind up taking the blame. Ah, oh, Chessman said. His red-rimmed eyes went around them again, thoughtfully. We should be able to dig up a few local chieftains and some security police heads. They shook their heads. It has to be somebody big, Nat Roberts said thickly. A few of my security police won't do it. Joe Chessman's eyes went to Reef. The Khan is the highest-ranking Texcocan of all, he said finally. The Khan and some security police heads would satisfy them. Reef's face was as frigid as the Earthman's, he said. I am afraid not, Joseph Chessman. You are number one. It is your statue that is in every commune square. It is your portrait that hangs in every distribution center, every mess hall, every schoolroom. You are the number one, as you have so often pointed out to us. My title has become meaningless. Joe Chessman spat out a curse, fumbled the gun into his hand, and fired before the Toulon soldiers could get to him. In a moment they had wrestled the weapon from his hand and had his arms pinioned. It was too late. Reef had been thrown backward two paces by the blast of the heavy-calibred gun. Now he held a palm over his belly and staggered to a chair. He collapsed into it, looked at his son, let a wash of amusement pass over his face, and said, Con, meaninglessly, and died. Nat Roberts shrilled at Chessman. You fool! We were going to give you a big theatrical trial, sentence you to prison, and then later claim you'd died in your cell and smuggle you out to the pedagogue. Watson snapped to the guards. Take him outside and shoot him. The Tulans began dragging the snarling, cursing chessmen to the door. Toller said, A moment, please. Watson, Roberts, and Hawkins looked to him. Toller said, this perhaps can be done more effectively. His voice was completely emotionless. This man has killed both my father and grandfather, both of them Khans of Tula, heads of the most powerful city on all Texcoco before the coming of you earthlings. The guards hesitated. Watson detained them with a motion of his hand. Toller said, 
I suggest you turn him over to me to be dealt with in the traditional way of the people. No, Chessman said hoarsely. Mary, Dick, Nat, send me back to the pedagogue. I'll be out of things there. Or maybe Mayor can use me on Genoa. They didn't bother to look in his direction. Roberts muttered savagely. We told you all that was needed was a spark. Now you've killed the Khan, the most popular man on Texcoco. There's no way of saving you. Toller said, None of you have studied our traditions, our customs. But now perhaps you will understand the added effect of my taking charge. It will be a more profitable manner of using this downfall of this, uh, this power-mad murderer. Chessman said desperately, Look, Barry, Nat, if you have to, shoot me. At least give me a man's death. Remember those human sacrifices the Toulons had when we first arrived? Can you imagine what went on in those temples? Barry, Dick, for old time's sake, boys. Barry Watson said to Toller, He's yours. If this doesn't take the pressure off us, nothing will. End of Part 9